If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 111. That is a number one, for one, sure. one. triple ones on the gun uh, of the nonstop baseball podcast. Didn't say the name of the podcast. Uh, I am Noah, joined as always by Adam. And yes, sir. It's just us two men. We got the battery today. A little duo. Uh, little duo. A little, uh, I was going to say Otani Trout, but hopefully we're more successful. Uh, team wise uh, yeah that would that would be ideal yeah uh but let's just get started uh how are you doing today adam pretty good it's uh been a good week uh just in general i'm having a, i'm having a good time i've been playing i don't know if you play uh baldur's gate 3 i've been playing no, way man. too much of that yeah i've like i don't know i like respect those games don't know too much about them um i'm sure if i like got to the point where it hooked me i would get really hooked but the few times that i've tried things it just hasn't quite hooked me yet but yeah I, yeah got some friends that love it and yeah, i mean to be fair right it gets it's it's dnd like dice roll rpg like i get not everybody loving that <laughs> <laughs> yeah for it's, sure it's super like it can be super slow <laughs> yeah for sure um no yeah I'm doing pretty good too. Uh, I got positive vibes only, but I'm also running on a lot of, not a lot of sleep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I'm a little delusional. Sometimes my speech isn't great. I went cap camping for two days over the weekend. And then last night went to a concert like three and a half hours away from where I live. Uh, and then I worked today, uh, teaching little fifth graders, uh, but can't complain about them. They were great today, but still just a, a crazy weekend. To, a very fun weekend, though. Wouldn't change anything. So, yeah, if I say anything wrong, please correct me because I probably will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I've been keeping up with baseball a bit, especially a little earlier in the week, but things got kind of hectic. You know, I am uh, just started my second week back at teaching. Uh, so establishing my routine to watch a little bit more baseball make sure i'm doing that but i'm excited to kind of look into some stuff and uh you know talk about things um is yeah. there any specific singular thing you want to talk oh I, I thing you want to talk about or just go into standings there were some big sort of milestone or just major events this week yeah How you i mean the the big one which i mean uh snooze another no hitter uh who, yeah. who cares give me another Give me another throwdown at second base. Um, yeah, Michael Lorenzen, um, home debut. Dude was solid, just so good. I mean, obviously solid. It's no hitter. Come on. Yeah. Um, here I got some fun, some fun stuff about this game too. Um, as the loyal listeners were, will know, big time Michael Lorenzen stan over here in uh, in Noah. Um, mm -hmm. 
Well, not really. I just predicted him to have the most innings pitched on the Angels one year, <laughs> and he and it didn't it didn't work out because luckily because Shohei was a beast that year. Um, but yeah, I've always liked uh, Lorenzen, Rip dude, um, solid guy. Uh, never great, never horrible. Um, but yeah, just really really cool. Um, another cool thing that happened in this game was 28 year old longtime minor leaguer, leaguer Weston Wilson got his first hit, which was a home run. And that was incredible to see his family react. I think bigger than <laughs> Lorenzen's family did with the no hitter, just because that's just a whole different type of thing. When you're grinding for so long, finally 28 years old, you get called up, uh, and just all the support and to see that home run. You're telling was... me there's a chance I can still make it. Yeah, same, bro. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was just awesome emotional scenes. If you didn't see that part of that game, I highly encourage you to go check that out. Um, and I can't remember the other pitchers, but I think there are three other pitchers that went to Fullerton Union High School, which is where Michael Lorenzen uh, went. I think there's only four other major league players. Yeah. It's every, every pitcher that has played in the bigs from that high school has had a no hitter. Yeah. has thrown a no hitter now, (laughs) which like, that's cool. That's, that'd be funny though. Like, uh, you go to that high school and like growing up, you just always hear about, Oh, this guy threw a no hitter and this guy threw a no hitter. And then like another guy and you're like, yeah, it's boring though. That's just everyone. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, bro. Whatever. But yeah, big congrats to Michael Lorenzen. Um, I mean, he. Well, how many pitches? It was at one thirties. One. It was pretty high. I think it was like one. Was it one thirties? Might have been like one twenty-eight or something. Let's it was definitely it. at least one twenties. It was a lot. Uh, also, did it in vans, which love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hundred twenty-five pitches. Yeah, round up. No, four four <laughs> walks, five strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, done. just... Yeah, who said the Phillies' defense can't feel, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, another uh, big positive, uh, cool thing. Miguel Cabrera uh, <laughs> passed Robin Yount on the all-time hits list. Uh, yeah, two all-time greats when you're talking about Cabrera and Yount there. Uh, I mean, it hasn't... Let's be real. It hasn't been fun watching Miguel Cabrera for a it's, while now. It, yeah. It's... But it's still cool to see these things and just to take a moment and be like, yeah, that guy's that guy was legit for a long dude time. Dude was a legend. And an amazing personality. Awesome, awesome dude. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to have some positive Tigers and Cabrera stuff. Um, and, yeah, I guess, uh, well, anything to add on Cabrera before I talk about another huge milestone? No. Shohei Otani, uh, with his win on Wednesday, became the first player ever to record 40 home runs and 10 pitching wins in the same season. Uh, and I think I've already had this for a while, but just like looking at that stat was uh, just a reminder that he's the most talented baseball player of all time. And he's insane. It's just ridiculous. There is, I mean, there is like, there's almost no way to describe Otani that is hyperbole. 
Like it's impossible to gas him up like too much. That's a very good point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I mean, he's, there's still what? How many games left? Like 70, 60 something games left. And he's already got 40 bombs. And then, you know, I pitching think wins. I think, I think he's already eclipsed his unanimous MVP war. Like I, I want to say that that's something that has happened already, or like, or like he's easily like gonna pass it by a, by a lot. It's stupid. And I know I think you've mentioned this a couple times throughout the year as well, but also the like the seven triples and seventeen stolen bases. Yeah, it's like the dude is an absolute ball player. Yeah, like uh, you, like there's the term five tool player. I mean, like what's like a nine tool player? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's it's funny. Um I forget the other player that I thought about this uh for, but I think Shohei Otani in a way has kind of made us overlook some other utility players and like stuff that like Mookie Betts is doing, playing like platinum glove level right field and incredibly solid second base and shortstop. While also having, I didn't realize the fourth most home runs in all of baseball. Yeah, uh, it's like hello, uh, and you know, I'm just, who's another guy that plays multiple positions like that? I'm trying to think, but um, there's some one that I always say. But then Mookie Betts was someone recently too. So are like Varsho yeah. the last year, right? Uh, catcher playing outfield. catcher in center field, like. Yeah. Who no one does that, and like he was doing it, but we didn't even really care too much because Shohei is obviously taking it to another level. But yeah, so but shout out to the other utility guys. Just to go back on what I had just said, Fangraphs WAR Shohei in his unanimous 2021 had five batter WAR and three pitcher WAR for an eight. He currently has 5.9 batting, 2.3 pitching for 8.2. Wow, that's he's. Yeah, he's the best to ever do it. Like, yeah. I'm not like if something goes wrong, hopefully not. Obviously, uh, I do think he still like needs to continue to do this to be legit the greatest of all time. But I don't know. I think there's a difference between being the greatest baseball player of all time and like, like when you say he's the best to ever do it, you know? Yeah. I'm, I, like, I think, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I agree, because I also, I, I also dislike how sort of, um, but, uh, saying you're the greatest of all time is so all-encompassing yeah. that it's really tough to, like, to do that, and, and I do think greatest, especially, sort of, at least in my mind, if I'm saying you're the greatest of all time, also includes, like, longevity and accolades and things like that, whereas, yeah most talented of all time yeah i would say undisputed for sure undisputed like no yeah i i don't remember where i heard it from but like people say oh he's the babe ruth or whatever but babe ruth really his pitching and hitting didn't overlap much at all like i think there's just two seasons where he hit and pitched at the same time um and obviously it was a legend and did great at it but like show is another level yeah, it's, just it's something just completely different. Uh, but I guess uh, speaking of uh, Shohei, the guy that just passed him for MLB lead in home runs, Matty O, Matt Olson, 
He's now up to 43 home runs. He's been in, crushing. I believe he's played every single game too. 118, I think so. Or uh, just about. I mean, he's got a, a 1.0 PS, um, 621 slug. I mean, we've been big, former Oakland legend. Of course. I mean, We've been huge Matty O fans ever since he's was on Oakland, and we actually got to see him when the, the A's had good players. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, born in that like the well, not Atlanta, but the Georgia area. So really cool for him to go back home. And they, I mean, the Braves got him locked up until well, twenty nine at twenty two per year, and then thirty they got a club option. I mean, just the Braves keep doing it, like yeah. And I know what was it? Let's see. Um, he had like a non-incredible year with Atlanta last year. I mean, it was an eight hundred two OPS, but I mean, he was getting the RBI one hundred three home runs. I mean, he just just a legit kind of old school ball player. Um, obviously, he's got the power and launch angle, but just. Shows up every day, plays great defense, you know, plays the game the right way, whatever that <laughs> means. Um, and yeah, he's just a really fun guy to watch. Uh, sad he's not in Oakland anymore, but love to see him thriving out in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, Atlanta's yeah. just so good. <laughs> yeah. And then they just keep their guys forever, too. What the heck, dude? Yep. What the built, heck? Built for success for a long time. Uh, crazy it's just why i don't know why i guess why can't more teams do it yeah i I don't know i mean because i guess some of it is luck right the braves got just the right players um and they it's it's luck and it's being a little crafty when do you resign your guys for how long and and you you're also you know lucky that you've that those guys stay producing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only other team that I can think that's kind of done that is Tampa has done it. Um, I guess maybe the Dodgers to a degree as well. But the but no, it's different with the but, Braves because Tampa has like a rotating thing and it's just a different right. system. Like Braves are just able to like get these guys for cheap extensions is the thing that I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, but what I've heard is they take really good care of their players, like in the clubhouse, get them whatever they need, like outside of contracts. And players just love playing there. They love the coaches. They're, you know, they're, and I mean, kind of like, uh, I don't know, they they always give opportunities to young guys too. So it's, it's just a whole a good system there. So good on freaking Atlanta for just, I don't know, being able to, have maybe like the perfect baseball franchise right now you know like yeah i mean getting because they get a lot of guys from the area too to sign long term that love playing there and yeah just yeah i'm gonna say it again if you're an ace fan that's given up the a's because they move into vegas just become a braves fan there's an a on the hat and they have some of your favorite players yeah that's <laughs> about as good as you're gonna get really (laughs) yeah um i mean we could hop into some other like moments and stuff later but 
Well, we'll talk about a moment, but I want to ask you a little bit of a, a question here too. Mm. So one of the most exciting moments of the uh, week, uh, this week happened on Tuesday when uh, in a game against uh, between the Astros and the Orioles, mm-hmm. the Orioles entered the top of the ninth. They were at home leading by three runs with King. Well, not King Felix. We don't call him that. No, no, one no, no. On Twitter got so mad. Uh, the mountain Felix Bautista came in to close it. Pretty much a done done deal, right? Yep. Not right. Kyle Tucker hit a grand slam off of the mountain. Ended up winning the game. Just crazy stuff. You got to hear a bunch of old people after being like, "The Orioles just don't don't know how to win big games." And it's like, "Oh my God, shut up!" Uh, it, but if the Orioles don't have five more wins than the Astros and yeah. are at the top of their division. And <laughs> it's like, sometimes you're just going to lose. I mean, the Orioles have like grinded out some amazingly tough, close games against the Rays this year. Uh, they, yeah, I talked about a whole series of that. Sometimes it's going to go your way. Sometimes it's not. Everyone likes to hate young players, whatever. Okay. Um, but, uh, raised an interesting question that was asked on uh baseball today shout out the astros as much as they have some like long-term guys because of their market they are also a team that lets a lot of talent go uh talking carlos correa george springer uh justin verlander who they ended up getting back uh garrett cole um is kyle tucker like because I mean, they extended Bregman, they extended Alvarez, they extended Altuve. Um, what do you see Kyle Tucker's future? Do you see him playing in another uniform yeah. uh, in I, the next few years? I mean, Let if me... I'm the Astros, God no, <laughs> you gotta yeah. have him back. Because I mean, yeah, if you're the Astros, you ideally you don't want to have Jordan playing the outfield. That's dude's a DH, sure. He could play left, technically, but let's maybe not. Um, Chaz McCormick is fine. Mauricio Dubon is fine. But Kyle Tucker is your standout outfielder. That's, that, is, that is right now, I would, I would say, the, their best outfielder. You yeah, got to keep him. <laughs> you, you just, you got to. It's interesting. Um, so... He's under contract uh, through 25. Uh, this was his first year of arbitration. He's getting paid $5 million. I don't know much. I don't know Kyle Tucker personally, believe it or not. Um, shocking. Shocking, I know. Um, I have this feeling that if it doesn't get done over this offseason, he's just going to want to ride it out to free agency. And I think if he rides it out to free agency, I think he's going to end up going elsewhere. Um, so I, mean, I think if Astros maybe? are going to do something, it's got to be this off season. Cause I mean, he's going to cost a lot of money. Cause like you said, that's a, you know, a premium defender too. Right. Um, well, and, and he's, I think the only true everyday outfielder they have. Yeah. Cause Chas McCormick hasn't played every game and neither has Jake Myers or, um, the other other dude, uh, finding Corey Jolks. Um, 
hasn't played every game, whether injury or just other stuff rotationally. But Kyle Tucker's their dude who's out there every single day. And he's doing the best of all of those guys. Like that's and you gotta you gotta try to keep him, I think. And especially with the changes in baseball, he's just built for it too. Like he's he's already up to twenty four stolen bases, eight ninety OPS. Dude leads the team uh, in home runs. Leads the team in home runs. I mean I mean, granted, like, Jordan's played forty less games and is only one behind him, but that's not whatever. That's not the point. Whatever. <laughs> They're not going to say that during the contract negotiations. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like, I'm not, you know, going to put my money on, on it or anything, but this is a guy that could win an MVP too. Like, not this year, but in his career, I wouldn't say it's like I expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Tucker puts together an MVP season. Obviously, there's the whole Shohei caveat. But <laughs> yeah, forgetting caveat, about Shohei. Uh, if if you're yeah. in a league with Shohei Otani, your MVP is, is boy oh boy. <laughs> you have to literally break a record, and even then, you don't really deserve it. Yeah, but like just forgetting about Shohei, like uh, he could have an MVP type year for sure. He's done it in the playoffs. Um, yeah, if I'm an Astros fan, I definitely want to see an extension over this off season for um, Cal Tucker. But yeah, I mean, Charlie Morton, that's another name that I was thinking, trying to think of. Uh, they do let a lot of really good guys go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about this letting guys go and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> shout out uh, Jolly Olive, uh, who did a video on Anthony Rendon recently. Mm. And I was this is a random thought. Uh, has nothing to do with 2023 base. Well, I guess it does a little bit. Um, 20, we weren't doing a podcast during the 2019 off season. I don't, yeah, we weren't. Um, but if we were, I'm sure we would have said the Washington national Washington nationals need to keep at least one of Anthony Rendon or Steven Strasburg. Yeah. And I think that was a universal thought. And literally, whatever answer they chose, they chose. Wrong. I mean, they chose the wronger <laughs> wrong. one, but both of them would have been wrong. Uh, the Nationals yeah. really just needed to keep anybody from that like good chunk of years, and they they kept none of them. Yeah, but and they kept Strasburg. Particularly, yeah, ex- they except the worst choice. <laughs> I mean, Rendon wouldn't wouldn't have been much better. I uh, mean. Yeah, I mean, maybe in a different. I guess. Different... Um, but... but yeah, I mean, speaking of Kyle Tucker, uh, maybe getting Sorry, a big I'm old. Just, just oh. looking at that 2019 Nationals roster, it just makes me Howie so Pendrick, sad. Adam Eaton, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Dude, Anthony Rendon, S- Ryan Zimmerman, Corbin Scherzer. <laughs> oh. Like, what the heck? What? I mean, that's a, that was the World Series team, and then they just now now they're bad. <laughs> now they're bad. I mean, I mean, you got to give them some credit. They went for it, um, and they got their ring. So, yeah, good on them. Enough. And shout out Patrick Corbin, who is by all means not having a great year, but a little better than more recent years. I mean, it's a yeah. four eight five ERA, but it was 
worse than that. He's he's put together some quality starts for sure this year. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, it's not really doing anything on the Nationals, but just good to see him at least kind of get his feet under him. Um, yeah. But talking about Kyle, Kyle extension, Kyle, Freudian slip, Freudian slip. Kyle Tucker maybe getting a big old extendo. Um, one guy that did, uh, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, a cool moment uh, in a in a pretty exciting, fun to watch game between the uh, the Padres and the Mariners. I don't know if you saw this, Julio robbing Tatis Jr. of a home run. Oh yeah, and Ooh. just like. Deked, deked the whole stadium. Yeah, just acting like he didn't have it, and then all of a sudden just be like, oh, yeah, it's it's in my glove. It's, oh, yeah, it's right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I did catch it. Gave gave Tatis enough time to start his his home yeah. run jog, too. Ooh, cold. <laughs> Very cold. Also in that same game, Logan Gilbert uh, set a new career high in strikeouts with 12. And uh, at one point, struck out six Padres in a row, like with like. I remember Machado and Juan Soto being in that uh, that mix, and yeah, it was just electric with the crowd in Seattle, and then Dave Sims on the call. Uh, yeah, and then I mean, I guess we could talk a little about it too. Seattle, I mean, lost two in a row, but eight out of their last ten, they're all of a sudden it. a game and a half out of the wild card spot, and. That is a team that absolutely no one wants to face in the playoffs with the pitching that they have. Yeah. And the, and the home run potential. They strike out a ton, but the home run potential is definitely there for that team. Yeah. No one wants I to mean, it's, it's the kind of thing with the way that Seattle's been storming back where, you know, maybe now we look back and, I mean, we were saying that they probably should have sold a couple of people, guys like Teo, and now, like, hey, that's, that's real worth keeping now all of a sudden. Yeah, oh. for sure. I mean, and they can uh, definitely uh, continue to right the ship and get in the playoffs and do something good in the playoffs uh, as well. But I think, uh, I don't know, it makes a little bit more sense. I remember in the offseason, we were really high on the Mariners um, yeah. offseason. And a lot of the Mariners fans were saying, like, no, we need more. We need more. And, uh, I, I think they're they're right. Obviously, they're writing it now, but it was just a team that for so long was so disappointing and then just brought it back for the second year in a row. But yeah, I mean, obviously, this season, this I mean, with the pitching that they have and some of the talent that can be clutch is a team that could could win the World Series for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but going in. Yeah. But going into next year, I think it's a team that the fans definitely want to see some bigger style additions or trades just to solidify that contact rate uh, and just that offense a little bit more. Yeah. And I mean, just, just think as well, this is a team that saw a single Robbie Ray start before he went down for the season. So, you know, that's a dude they picked up off a of Cy Young season who is, absolutely dominant when he is on the, when he's on the mound most of the time and they've been doing it entirely without him so you know you're looking at next year and and we're talking about that stalwart pitching staff and you're, you're adding another ace to the rotation again potentially um is is really really good that's that was what was the strong point kind of 
in the off season, which I know that's that's what we were saying about it. Um, yeah, Seattle's still very very scary. Yeah, that you know those three teams, those Blue Jays, Mariners, Red Sox. That seems that's going to be tight. I mean, yeah. I mean, sales back, and we'll see what happens with the Red Sox pitching staff. Uh, but it it doesn't quite feel there for me. I mean, that offense is great. Uh, and like I said, if Whitlock, Hauk come back as well, they they definitely can do it. But um, yeah, well, you I guys have no chance because the Blue Jays got their emotional support baseball player. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion was given a special advisory role and allowed to suit up. I don't nice. know if you saw this. <laughs> I did not see that. Yeah, he was uh, he was given he was given. I, I think that's literally what they called it: special advisory role, which is basically emotional support baseball player. Um, and I love Encarnacion. So fun, just so funny to see him in the dugout with guys like Vladdy. That's they're just personalities that work so well. <laughs> I feel like he's a stud that's kind of gotten forgotten about. I definitely you know? haven't. Are you kidding I me? I haven't. Yeah. Encar- Encarnacion was awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel just like a, that's just a smooth swing power hitting first baseman. Loved, loved Encarnacion. Yeah. I feel like that's someone that, you know, eventually when you have kids that you'll tell me like, Oh yeah, this guy was good. And be like, what? I've never heard of a guy. And <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll look up the numbers and be like, dang, what the heck? And they'll How be like, this dude had this dude had four hundred and twenty-four home runs in his career. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> This I dude know, had how? Good. Hold on, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight consecutive seasons over thirty home runs. She. Yeah, that. What the heck? Oh my god. <laughs> twenty twelve to twenty nineteen was a ridiculous stretch. For yeah, me. that dude was awesome. Oh also, still maybe my favorite home home run uh run like just the the parrot the arm. Parrot. Awesome, yeah. so good, dude. Yeah, love Edwin. Oh um, I I mean, actually, interesting enough. Uh, speaking of of Jays from from that uh, from that time period, and part of the reason that Encarnacion was back in Toronto, um, Jose Bautista got added to the Jays' uh, level of excellence. So he's up there mm. with names names like Roy Halladay, Tony Fernandez, Carlos Delgado, just legends of the of the Toronto franchise. Um, those are the dudes whose names you'll names and numbers you'll see on the, the, the they call it the level of excellence because it's that ring sort of. Uh, banner up over the second deck in the outfield um but bautista got added added over there um this week super super deserving awesome that dude that dude was unreal in toronto um for sure that he was a he was he was the superstar for sure um yeah for sure and super super deserving um that's another dude that that dude he'll get he won't get nearly as like quote unquote forgotten or anything but he had even more of a, a sort of brief superstardom chunk than than Encarnacion um yeah he and just he did followed it. us all on Twitter do you remember that <laughs> he just he just did it all in Toronto was his biggest thing all of his best years were in were in Toronto um yeah. and boy were they good years <laughs> so yeah yeah cool stuff for sure I mean quickly I um so from 2012 to 2019 uh Edwin Encarnacion's average was 141 games, 37 homers, 
106 RBI, 138 OPS plus. His per 162 stats, 42 homers and 122 RBI. It's like, yeah, that's I'll take nuts. It. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, here. talking about that again, that kind of same chunk, Bautista from 2010 to 2015, his per 162s was 44 home runs <laughs> and 114 RBI. And a, and a clean, even 113 balls to 113 strikeouts, or a walks to strikeouts. Love that. Oh, I didn't but, realize uh, that. Yeah. OPS plus 156 over that chunk of years. Ooh. Nasty. Ooh. That's, that's wow. absurd. Uh, well, we're having a good time. Might as well bring it down a little bit. <laughs> oh. Kevin Cash announced that Shane McClanahan will be out for the year. Yeah. Brutal. Um. When I added this, I saw that it might be Tommy John. I don't, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's come anything's come out since then about um, that. Da, 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 don't know. But just a brutal blow for the, um, for the Rays. Who, you know, this was just a legit pitcher. Um, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's interesting. I still don't know if I... See, I mean, obviously, we, we've been talking about the Rays have definitely slipped a lot, right? And and now they're they're a team that's only five five wins above the Jays and, a, you know, a little bit deeper over Boston and stuff like that. So I still don't know if I see them losing, like, a wildcard spot. But boy, does it make their playoff appearance a lot more interesting. Um I don't think they're nearly the team that, you know, you're you're frightened of as as I think they they would have assumed to have been uh early on in the year. So, cuz cuz they're that's a lot there's a bunch of injuries and a little bit of underperforming and and just it's uh it's interesting that how how sort of quickly that uh that their season has has flipped a little. Yeah, I mean and then there's this just, other news, but that will, yeah. boy. But yeah, just before we get into that, just, I mean, just the, one of those times you hear some news of a player being injured and it's just like, that's bad for baseball. I mean, not yeah. that like, I guess it's still the Rays, not like a ton of people are always tuning into Shane McClanahan, but dude is an absolute stud. One of the best going right now. Uh, big time. Uh, playoff performer too, who actually made his major league debut in the playoffs and did pretty well. Balling um, way to make your debut. Yeah, I think Rafi took him deep, no big deal. But still, I remember, I remember him being solid. Um, but yeah, bummer for Shane McClanahan. Uh, hope it's not TJ because definitely want to see him back sometime next year. Yep. But for sure, he'll be. He'll be back sometime and doing his thing. Oh, yeah. But there is some other news. Yeah. Old St. Pete. Boy, uh, where to where to even start with this? So, it uh, first was the weird benching uh, early on in the year of Wander Franco. From that was some, uh, whatever it was, clubhouse drama needed to be a better teammate, something like that. Well, this weekend, um, he got sort of randomly benched again, and it, it wasn't super certain why. And then we got some really not good 
not fun news, which is that there is uh, some alleged relationship with a 14-year-old. 14? So, now, before this is a purely evil on Wander Franco's side, this story gets weird. Yeah. Allegedly, this minor told him that she was 18, and her mom also told him that she was 18. Um, and he was, they were essentially just trying to, whether it was get money from him and, and get stuff bought from him as part of this relationship, but to a, a mom was in on it. <laughs> um, and then as, uh, some of the details between are a little muddy. Obviously I imagine that boy, the Rays organization is going to try to keep a lid on it as much as they can. Um, but seems like once Wander figured that out, he's been trying to distance himself, and that's why now they're coming out about it and trying to, you know, whether it's, I don't know, sue him or ruin his career or whatever it is. But uh, just all around, just a... Uh, not good. <laughs> um, yeah. Stupid from Wander Franco to even get into that kind of a situation. Um messed up on that the the girl in particular i guess her mom messed up from their end messed up all around uh but wander franco at least for now is on the mlb restricted list so he is not allowed to play um until until we see how more of this stuff plays out but yeah that happened this weekend as well for for tampa not yeah. great yeah, just all around ugly there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think much to say other than, yeah, it's just just an ugly scene. Uh, and then we'll see what comes from more investigations and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I don't see. I I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play again this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if. Best case scenario, right, is that it's, I don't know, a gold digging scheme from the mom and minor side and Wander just being stupid. That's like the best case scenario, right? Yeah. And then it's it's not like a, you know, whether it's like a grooming thing or he was really, you know, into it or anything like that. Um, I mean, you certainly, certainly hope it's nothing like that. And you just hope it's a really dumb mistake from a young very famous you know player who just signed a massive extension who has a ton of money and a ton of popularity and made a stupid decision and you hope that that's that's all it ends up being but we don't know but definitely yeah. one of those things that uh yeah if you're the rays god that's got it it's just it's just another thing where it's like man this is this is lame yeah just I mean, such an exciting start to the year. And just, I mean, like I said, you can't complain too much as a Rays fan because you still had a really good year in the playoffs, but it's been brutal, man, to see your team just fade away and then have this, all this stuff on top of it. It's, oh, man, that's got to be tough to be a Rays fan right now. Um, could be worse, could be an A's fan. 
could be an A's fan. Uh, shout out A's, uh, for, for, former Oakland A's legend, Ramon Laureano. Hey. Uh, who is currently on the Cleveland Guardians and had a game-winning RBI double in his first at-bat as a Cleveland Guardian. Getting it done, as Oakland legends do. As Oakland legends do. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... It's, it's, it's just so... I don't know what's worse as an A's fan is just, like, seeing the players leave or then just seeing them immediately be impactful <laughs> elsewhere. That is, oh my god, like that Ramon Laureano could not have been more of like a botched thing by the A's. Like you could have traded him years ago, especially oh, when you like, kind of already know that you're maybe not going to be doing anything. And it's just like, why didn't you? Yeah, I mean, no idea. No idea. But yeah, shout out the laser. He would like when he first came up and was having those good years, he was electric. Hopefully yeah. he gets back there. I mean, I think he could. I there's got like there's some serious like mental effects of playing, especially as more of a veteran on that Oakland A's team right now. Like going to this ugly stadium where no one's there. Some great fans. Don't get me oh, wrong. There's for sure. some great Oakland A's awesome fans. fans. Just like not many people showing up. Your team's losing all the time. It's that's got to be brutal. So, I mean, yeah, just go anywhere else and see if you, you can just perform better because your head's in a better space. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like, like, I, <laughs> like I think about a player like Tony Kemp who was on Houston you know, 2016 through 2018 or 19 before he got moved. And then now it's in Oakland. And you got to think like a dude like that has just got to be looking over at Houston. Like, man, wish I was still there. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's brutal. I mean, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, boy, not with the A's. That's, uh, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there there is a, a handful of other just interesting standings things that have happened. Um, oh God, yeah, Dodgers have just surged super hard. They've won their last eight in a row. Um, they've joined the 70-win club as they distance over, over the Giants. Um, you know, I think there was a good hiccup there in the middle of the season where, and I guess somewhat preseason as well, where we were like, man, I don't know if the Dodgers are going to do it the, the same way. And then they just do. Um, you know, they're heating up at the at the right time, you know, right towards the tail end of the season. They're having awesome seasons out of out of Mookie Betts, out of Freddie Freeman. Not that that's shocking, but yeah, you know, really solid seasons out of them. Um, Kershaw is not human. <laughs> he's he's pitching incredible. Um, you know, the rest of the rotation, oddly enough, has not actually been that good. Um, they've just been OK. Um, Julio Arias, Tony Gonsolin have just been kind of they've been mid four ERA kind of guys, um, but yeah, I mean for for the way they've been playing recently, it doesn't seem to matter. Um, boy, are they yeah, rolling? Well, you know who's uh, who's trying to come back to make a late season slash playoff impact? 
Hmm. is good old Walker Bueller. Um, yeah, which would definitely be interesting. Um, but yeah, Julio Urias, whose season numbers aren't looking super great, is getting hot right now at the right time. Uh, I think 12 strikeouts in his last start, seven innings pitched. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just the Dodgers are nasty. Uh, are every single year. Amazing franchise to be a fan of. <clears throat> Horrible one to have be your rival. Um, but, um, sorry. Yeah. And then just staying in the NL West, absolutely brutal from the Diamondbacks recently. Just uh, yeah, uh, big losing streak, under five hundred now, three and a half out of the wild card. Um, I haven't heard anything about Corbin Carroll other than he's cooled off for the last several weeks now, <laughs> and uh, I mean. Still an encouraging season, a step in the right direction, something to build off of. Uh, but I don't know. I just, as much as I love the snakes and I tried to stay with them all year, uh, I don't quite see it the rest of the way. But if they can make a couple smart pitching additions uh, over the offseason, I think this could be a, a dangerous team again in yeah, 24. For sure. I mean, I, I know. I had said preseason that I think the the D backs sort of their big window is is going to be twenty twenty five probably twenty through maybe six seven. Um, so I didn't really expect them to do a ton this year. Um, obviously, granted they started off really really good. Um, but yeah, they've they've definitely had some stuff some some players cooling off. Lourdes Gurriel, who started the season phenomenal, has cooled off a lot. Um, not nearly as as impactful as you'd like him to be. But yeah, they get they get another arm in that rotation and 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 if that offense can keep, you know, clicking the way that they were early in midseason, boy. D-backs definitely an actual threat. Yeah, for sure. Uh and it's just a fun team to watch. I mean, Christian Walker's season, oh my god. Like let me let me get these numbers in front of me. I mean, I've always been a Christian Walker fan, but then I saw the numbers this year, and I'm like, 270 average, freaking 865 OPS, 25 homers, uh, eight stolen bases, zero caught stealings. Hello. Yeah, jeez. 34 doubles. Uh, oh, my God. Just. And also, I said that Corbin Carroll's cooled off. Still at 859 OPS on the year, so. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Feedback's. And be very scary. Um, but uh, and in in, a, in to the tune of maybe some less scary teams, let's check in on the Centrals. Um, <laughs> Minnesota Twins have not been great. Um, boy, that is a sixty-two win division leader. Um, that's rough. Um, you know, well, the Guardians I, I, gave up. Well, I'm that's the thing. Like, I don't know, man. Guardians low-key have a chance only because the Twins have a chance to lose it <laughs> like um, bye bye savali bye bye rosario bye bye josh bell like, yeah uh, and yet they might still be in it simply because the twins are kind of falling apart for no reason you ready um, to hear the the most uh central thing you've heard today oh no the cleveland guardians yeah have scored a 485 runs this year they have allowed yeah. 485 runs sweet that's slick zero 
plus minus big fan yeah yeah um yeah i mean it's it's wild i mean i was hot on the twins even even preseason i i firmly believe and i'm and i'm sure you'll agree the twins only got worse the moment they put buxton as a dh yeah that did it i think that killed him put him in center field watch your luck turn the other way come on i think like I don't know. Like, can I? Can I? Is that a player split that I can pull up? Where, where's my player splits of before and after he got told to just be a DH? I would like 50 50. Do you know, like three games on, three games off, or mix them in between? But having your. He's literally won a platinum glove, I believe. Like, uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't put that past him. He's an having, he's a phenomenal def- uh, defender. Having that guy be your all-time DH, like I, under, I understand <laughs> the injury history, uh, but like, like yeah, like I said, even sixty percent of the time he's DH, but you got to let that guy go out and play. Like yeah, twenty seventeen, he won the platinum glove. Uh, and just come on, like. And going back to the mental side of thing, like Buxton is just like a dog. Like he goes out and he plays as hard as he can. And then you like, okay, yeah, well, we want to make sure he stays healthy, but we're going to not let him be a baseball player. Like, come on. Like he's trying to play. Let him, let him play. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Twins. That's a, that's a rough one. I want him to do good. I just, I don't know. The AL central is a sad division. Um, I don't even want to talk about the other three teams. Um, NL Central. Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen anymore. At this point, it's a three and a half game spread between Milwaukee, Chicago, and and Cincinnati. It, it's anybody's division at this point. Um, yes, I was I was thinking about this when we were talking about Chicago and going for the wild card. Yeah, I was like, even though at the time the wild card was and is closer to them than the central yeah i think when they're making the moves they're thinking our best shot is is division is the division because uh you know milwaukee you know let's see them do it uh they've let a lot of people go over the years and then cincinnati's a bunch of kids yep uh you know can they keep that up i think they thought i think the division's gonna be a, a worse record than the wild card at the end of the year um yeah i think they may be anticipating a bit of a san diego surge as well which he aches um but yeah and i I mean i think they could do either at this point and uh i i really hope they do because i i think it's exciting that they they kept their guys and they even added for like the cubbies man yeah yeah i mean that that wild card the nl wild card's an interesting one i mean Right now, the the highest wild card spot is the Phillies with sixty five wins, and you know you're looking at Marlins at sixty three, Cubs at sixty one, Cincy at sixty two, and the Giants at sixty three. Like that's that's a clogged wild card right there. It's it is anybody's wild card spots to get. Um, there is no like you know in the AL where 
the top two wildcard spots are pretty much whoever is second place in the East and whoever's second place in the West. Yeah. And then it's a kind of a dogfight for the last one. But there's there's no there's no guarantees in the NL. Second place might just mean out of playoffs. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, for for some of these teams, you know, you're you're looking at a uh, there's totally a possibility where you know Philadelphia and Miami miss because Chicago and Cincinnati and and the and San Francisco all make it in, right? Like you could have totally weird weird situations there. None, none, none of it's guaranteed. So I'd love to see the Cubs do it. I like them. I like that team a lot. I was hot on them preseason. Um, I mean, as hot as I could be. I wasn't like delusionally hot. Um, but yeah, I mean, fun team. They kept a lot of the guys that that uh, that they had already gone out and get. It's not like they immediately flipped and sold. Um, Belly is having an awesome year. Dansby Swanson's having a solid enough year. Um, Seiya Suzuki's having much closer to the kinds of kind of production that I think we expected from him when he first when he first came over. Um, Stroman's cooled off a lot. <laughs> but yeah. even then is that dude's still a dog. He'll he'll put your innings in every time. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, and, and the rest of that rotation is they're they're holding their weight. They're not, you know, they're not full on collapse or anything like that. Um it's it's a fun team. I'd love to see them in the I'd love to see them in the postseason. Oh yeah. Love to see them heck, I'd love to see them win the division. Um yeah. for sure. Because for sure. You know, as as much as Milwaukee does just get it done, they are I don't know, one of the more hesitate to say boring teams. But they aren't they're not flashy. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I look at that wild card picture, it does just seem like Miami, which currently holds a spot, is not going to. But what if they just do? You know, I would, I would love do? that too. I mean, I would like, love, like, my, like, the total chaos wild card, right? Is like, a, you know, Atlanta wins the division, Miami gets a wild card, Cubs win the division. Dodgers win division and like then you've got like the Giants and the Reds. Could you imagine that NL picture? <laughs> yeah, That'd be that, wild. That'd be a I, nutty postseason. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. And yet yeah. it's possible. That's not yeah. like that far fetched to think about. You know, that's that's not as like absurd as being like, yeah, the Angels are gonna get a wild card spot. Uh, I kinda don't know about that one. <laughs> so, I mean I don't have much else to say, but one team we haven't mentioned at all. Yeah. The old New York Yankees. Are you not even just, you're not even considering them as a, as a, wild no, card? not really. Yeah. Um, yes. I think that, yeah, I, I just, the Yankees to me feel checked out. Um, how yeah. true that is, I don't know. I'm not in that clubhouse. Um, but, I think that losing that giant swath of games uh, from Judge hurts harder than pretty much anything. The rest of that that batting lineup is not good. Um, you lose Donaldson. Not that he was doing good in the first place, but that's still not great. Um, you lose former Oakland legend. Former uh, Oakland legend. You lose Rizzo because you forced him to play with a concussion for two months. Idiots. 
You lose Herman. Horrible look. Horrible look. Absolutely awful. And you lose Herman. Horrible look. Yeah. You lose Herman, who, granted, wasn't having a phenomenal year, but it's not like he was, you know, ba- like outright bad, like Severino is. Oh my God. Talk about a guy who used to be one of the premier dealers in the league, and he's awful right now. Um, so, you, you know, you have Severino out there just on the mound to lose. You lose Herman. You've got Cole, who's doing awesome. I, it's crazy to think that Cole might have a... He's, he's throwing a Cy Young season right now. He is. Is this Shout what it costs? Is this what it costs the Yankees to get Cole a Cy Young? Maybe. Um, <laughs> but, you, like, you get all of that, and then you get... Oh, I didn't even... For, <sighs> Carlos Rodon has been awful. He's not been he's not been good at all. So I feel like even if all of those pieces kind of click back in place, Rizzo comes back and starts raking, Judge stays healthy, Stanton for whatever reason starts starts hitting well. The defense starts figuring their stuff out. The pitching staff figures it out. I just think the team is so checked out right now. They've taken such a emotional beating. Um I, I don't. Yeah, I don't see the Yankees. I don't see the Yankees in the wild card. Over, yeah. over. Tampa, over. Toronto, Houston, Seattle, maybe. Yeah, I, I just, I don't. I mean, maybe they'll prove me wrong. Who knows? Um, but, nah, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, so uh, on uh, this MLB standings where we're looking at, if you click on the team, it'll take you to their page. And uh, the two most recent game headlines for the Yankees, I was just like, oh, let's see where the vibes are when you said checked out. The first one says, tough trip home for Schmidt. Final, Atlanta 11, New York 3. Yep. The next headline says, it's a quote, it just says we've just got to flush it. <laughs> Miami eight, New York seven. <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh, Yankees squandered a six-run lead in Garrett Cole's quality start, dropping the finale in a heartbreaking fashion. Yeah, I will yeah. say best best thing that's happened to the Yankees this last week was uh, Boone mocking Laz Diaz, which was hilarious. <laughs> Such a funny clip. Um, because Laz Diaz is. I'll have to. Oh, oh, have you not seen that? Oh my goodness, it's so funny. Laz Diaz, classic character. Yeah, Laz Uh, Diaz, not a good ump for what it's not a good ump. Yeah. Um, one of the he's he's not great for the ball strike calling, but he's also just like notoriously just kind of a jerk. Um, yeah, awful, awful strike call, and uh, yeah, Boone, Boone walks out there, draws a line like three inches off the plate in the dirt where it was called a strike where it wasn't. And then mocks Laz Diaz's uh, strike three, like call. Oh, hilarious. Got his money's worth for being ejected. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Shout out Boone. Uh, no, nah, I don't, I don't have any hate for Boone. Uh, I th- just think the Yankees problems are higher up than him for sure. Um, yeah. I, yeah, the Yankees, I don't know. I don't know where I would go about fixing what's going on. Um, it would probably start with getting rid of a lot of people, though. 
Yeah, well, that'll it's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Yankees. That say. it will be. That it will be. Yeah. Especially, especially if they finish fifth. <laughs> That's like, that is antithesis to the Yankees. They never uh, finish fifth. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that is hey, not an organization that takes team of that. all time. Huh? Greatest fifth place team of all time potential. Um boy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At least yeah. Eh, yeah, I guess. Unless St. Louis finishes fifth, which they are currently fifth place. Just on like a raw talent level. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Man, we haven't even really talked about St. Louis. God, what a That's depressing bad. team over there too. <laughs> God man. They might also be kind of checked out. But... Uh, yeah, I think so. They might be a little. They might be a little checked out. I'm really sad to. I think, man. I think the saddest thing about the Cardinals season. I'm so. I was kind of excited about it. Although I even like. I think even when it happened, um, I said I didn't really like it. Wainwright should not have pitched another year. <laughs> he should have yeah. retired with with Yachty. They should have retired his battery mates. It would have been beautiful. He had a good season last season. He is he is kind of stunk this year. And that makes me sad. Hate seeing hate seeing that. Especially for a dude that I like as much as I like Adam Wainwright. Dude's awesome. He's just an era of ball player, of just grindy sinker baller pitcher that you don't see anymore. Um that I I that dude's career is so, so, so awesome. Um, and I wish it ended on his 2022 campaign because it was so much better. Yeah, for sure. Shout out Wainwright. Shout out Cabrera for going too long. It's, it hurts to see. Hurts to see. Yep. Never Man. fun. At least, uh, at least they still have the full careers behind him. Oh, yeah. He got the sure. rest of it. It's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let my, uh, not gonna let my respect and 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 love of of Wayno be be off of this season. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no, no doubt, no shot. Man, looking back at his career, absolutely nuts. Wayno's yeah, crazy. Dude, dude's been dealing for so long, again and again and again. Yeah, I mean, had a had a hiccup in like 2016, 17, 18, but like before that was just never over a four. Most of the time, under a three ERA. And always well over 200 innings. Cruising. Love that. Yeah. I mean, shout out Wayno. Legit. Old school. Um, I loved hearing him on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, I think it was last year. They had him mic'd up while he was warming up, and they were talking about how odd that is uh, with the routines and stuff like mm, that. Mm -hmm. And he was just just an awesome mindset. Um you know, old school style player, but kind of new school mindset of like, look, I'm a ball player. I'm just going to play uh, routine is great. If it's helping you, if it's become superstition, it's harming you. Like, yeah, you, like bottom line is I need to be ready to pitch in a bunch of different situations. If I'm worried about something not being perfect, I'm not being the best I could be. Yeah. Uh, so it's just really cool to hear that. Yeah. 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 Uh, the totally the kind of dude who's like, yeah, if you give me an hour to warm up, Works for me. If you give me a pitch, works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Well, 
that's about all I got for this week. You got anything else? No, nothing else. Good old week of baseball. Yeah, well, thank you for listening. We'll see you back here next week for episode 112. Oh, my gosh. We are we are winding down. Let's see if some struggling teams can turn around. Some hot teams can stay hot. Let's just play some good baseball, everybody. Okay. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Later.